Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. If you're listening to this episode on the week of its release, this Wednesday will be, is, or was, the 21st wedding anniversary of myself and my lovely wife and best friend, Julianne Mascola. We went out to dinner last night to celebrate. I was dying for Italian food and and that sounded good to her, so I made a reservation at a restaurant downtown, and I got the stuffed shells with marinara, and she had braised short ribs, and for dessert we split a mud pie, which was basically a a piece of coffee ice cream cake with a an Oreo cookie crust and chocolate sauce and whipped cream. So good. Uh, I'm proud of my marriage and the relationship I have with my wife. It, it, it's the thing I'm most successful at. Sincerely. Uh, I Am am I proud of other things? Yeah, of, of course. Uh, for instance, I've put out at least one brand new episode of this podcast every week since January 1st, 2018. That's something. Uh, I've written, edited, and independently published an original novel every year since 2014. I'm proud of that, too. Speaking of writing books, I'm writing what I hope will be my 2022 novel right now, and it's going great. You, you know why? Because I'm one of the lucky few who was struck by an amazing and original idea for the beginning, middle, and end to a story, and, and now all I have to do is manifest it into being with my brain and fingers on a ding-dang laptop. And that, ladies and gentlemen and others, is what I'm doing every single day this month. For those listening to this podcast for the first time, hello, welcome, you found it, this is People Are the Enemy, I'm the host of this most excellent program, my name, in case you didn't know, is Andy Mascola, sometimes an episode of this show will have me speaking with an interesting creative person, I've had the good fortune of speaking with many talented individuals over the years, you can find a portfolio of all our past guests on Instagram. I encourage you to check it out and follow us over there. We will follow you back. Sometimes there is no guest. Sometimes it's just me talking with you or reading you a story or doing a funny bit. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this magnificent program is if you love the show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some fine literature, please consider purchasing one or two of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available in both paperback and ebook editions worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 198 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. You're looking well. It's good to see you. Uh, what can I say? How have you been? How was everything? Everything okay? Everything. I'll do what Mark Marin does. How's that thing? That thing work out okay? What about that, that other thing? That work out okay, too? Oh, she did? Oh, you know, asking questions that uh, you can't hear the answers to. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. This is, this is People Are the Enemy. I am not going to rip off any more uh, WTF. But I am gonna I am gonna talk about uh, talk about stuff that's been happening to me most uh, most recently. I'll start I'll start from the beginning, right? Right? Tuesday of this past week, uh, I had therapy. My wife and I we go to therapy twice a week, and uh, and uh, this time, man, I I had an awakening of sorts, man. I had a I was brought to the realization of something that I've been doing I think my whole life that I'd had no idea was considered immature. <laughs> <laughs> and and essentially uh I should have evolved from but had never done and uh you know you can take this as as you will I I don't know I, you know I, I I told a friend this and he seemed to concur with a the therapist that yeah man you you, you know that's kind of immature and, and what is this thing playing with boats in the bathtub no that's not what it is no no it, it's this my wife my wife was talking about things that I do that bother her and she said one of the thing one of the things that I do, uh, is, uh, is I need constant validation for my, my accomplishments. Okay. Meaning like if she, she works on the weekends, right? My wife will work, you know, I should say not every weekend, but, but some weekends she'll work. And, uh, and before she leaves the house, I say, Hey, let me know what you want me to get done while you're gone. And it may be something like, yeah, um, if you could please vacuum, that'd be great. Oh, and I say, okay. All right. All right. One time she left and she said, Hey, um, could you get us another dryer because we need a dry- <laughs> we need a dryer, you know? So these types of things, you know, and and I think to myself, uh, okay, all right, I'll make sure to get this done. Or she said, go to the store and pick up uh, more uh, uh, toilet paper, whatever, you know, just, I'm just saying, like, these are the sorts of things that she, she requests, you know, sometimes before walking out the door. And I appreciate that, and I like that, and it makes me feel good to go about my day and accomplish these tasks. And when I do, I report back to her imme- <laughs> immediately, you know? I, I feel like, you know, like I, I mean, if you follow me on social media, on Twitter, you, you might have seen this, this happened months ago, but our dryer, our dryer broke and she, my wife said, go get us another dryer. And in, in working uh, to, to, in the midst of me, like doing home research on new dryers before I went to, to go get one. Uh, my friend Thomas, who has been on the show a, a few times, he, he called and he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I, I got to get a new dryer. He said, well, what's going on with it? And I described what was going on with it. And he said, well, it sounds like you probably just need a new belt. You probably don't even need a whole dryer. So he said, take it apart and look at this, that, and the other. So I did exactly what he recommended. Found out that, yeah, it was just a new belt. I met Thomas at a at a, a Lowe's department store, bought a new belt. I think it cost me $7. He and I went back to my house together. We, we strapped the thing on and yeah, man, it was a victorious day, man. I saved myself a, a ton of dough, you know, because how much is a new dryer? Probably upwards of $300, right? At least. Uh, and then I got the whole problem fixed for about seven or eight dollars. And I took Thomas out to dinner as a way of saying thank you. And I immediately reported, I made a video of it. I sent it to my wife. I was so happy and so proud of that, you know, but it's not just that. It's not like the big things. It's also little things like, Hey, I vacuumed the whole house. 
Oh, also, while I vacuumed the whole house, I, I, I folded all your laundry, and I did, uh, I cleaned the bathtub, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And my wife's point was, like, I don't want to have to tell him to do these things. Like, he should know to do these things. And I said, yeah, but I like, I like a list, and I like, I like, and I'm telling the therapist this, I like a list, and I like to, I like to, to be acknowledged for my accomplishments. And she said, how old are you? And... I laughed, right? Because I'm like, you know, and and uh, I said, I'm six. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not six. I'm 46. But, I, you know, this is, and she said, she said, she said, uh, that's, that's what a child does. And I, man, I stopped, man. I was just like, I got really self-conscious and embarrassed right there in the therapist's office because, man, I do do that, man. I like... And what I think the reason why it embarrassed me and shamed me so much is because it was so fresh in my mind. Literally, like, the day before, at that Monday at work, I was doing all sorts of things to the, to, to you know, the, the, um, the annoyance of some of my coworkers in which, like, you know, there, there are responsibilities that we share. But as the day was wearing on, it was getting later in the afternoon, and I thought, like, well, nobody's taking care of these help desk tickets. I'm just going to bust these out myself. And I did it. And then it was like, I threw up, like, a gif of, of somebody, like, high-fiving somebody or something like that and said, hey, the help desk tickets are cleared out. Was that my way of boasting? Yeah! Did I want a little bit of acknowledgement for that? Yeah! Did I get it? I certainly did! But I also annoyed some people, like the people who were responsible for that, you know, who said, hey, you know, we're new here and that's our job. And uh, and you doing that is great and all, but uh, that we really need the experience of doing that. And I was like, oh, sorry. You know, it was getting late in the afternoon and I saw it needed to be done, so I did it. Oh, hey, just uh, I, I listened to all the voicemails and responded to everybody. High five. Here we go. You know, and here I am, like, you know, like uh, basically saying, hey, look what I did. And everybody's saying, great, thanks, you know. And sitting there at the therapist's office, thinking about what had happened, like, the day before work, me doing this, thinking, like, good job, Andy. You did a good thing. This is good. And it's okay to be acknowledged and, like, praised for what you did. And being told that that was childish and that um you should be able to praise yourself and not need like this adulation from others uh i got i got extremely embarrassed and ashamed man like i was like i had a hard time looking at the therapist and i was just like rubbing my head and just feeling terrible i just kept saying i feel ashamed and terrible and embarrassed. I, I can't believe I'm this person. This is what I do all the time. I just need constant acknowledgement. I need constant, like, attaboy, you know? I need that. I need that. And, and she said, you need to deal with this. You need to deal with your feelings and realize that this is, this is something a, a, a child does and you are not a child. And I just felt so ashamed and embarrassed. And my wife literally got up from the chair. She was in a different chair than myself and came over and gave me a hug because she saw how affected I was by by the moment of just being like, realizing like, holy crap, I'm a, I'm a, I almost said I'm an effing child. I'm a child, you know? Damn. And I just swore to myself, like I promised myself, like I walked out of there and I said, you know what? I am never going to do this again. I am never going to um, look for praise, you know, or, or uh, uh, say, hey, look what I did um, ever, ever again. 
ever again, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, the obvious of like, look, if I, if, if I publish a book and I need to self promote it, I'm going to promote it. You know what I mean? If I, this podcast episode, when it comes out, I will promote it and say, Hey, the podcast episode is up here. It is. Go get it. You know, I'm talking about like things that I'm just supposed to do as a person. And, um, and, uh, you know, just do for, because they, they, these things need to get done, whether it's like, you know, uh, 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 emptying the dishwasher or, or whether it's like getting, getting my wife's, uh, the oil changed in my wife's car when it becomes due and she doesn't have time to do it. So I take care of it. You see what I'm saying? Oh man, it was, and I'll tell you what, man, like my wife and I, like we, we were, like I said, we go to therapy together and just like, like leaving there and, 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 and driving home. Like I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't say a damn word, man. I was just like ashamed and embarrassed. Like I didn't want to listen to music. Like I didn't, I didn't think I deserved anything. I just like was so mortified and just like, just, it was like sort of like that thing where it's like, you realize like, I guess it was just self-realization. It was just like, damn, I, 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 I need to grow up. This is something that, that I've done for so long and I'm just used to it. And I shouldn't need the, I shouldn't need the praise of others. I should be able to do things on my own and praise myself for these good deeds and not have to like say, Hey, look what I did. Come here and, and tell me how great I am. That that's childish. Am I, am I still having a hard time dealing with it? Hell yeah. Yeah, it is. It hurts right now talking about it, but guess what? I, I talk about it because, because, um, because this is therapy too, right? And I'm still dealing with it, right? And when I say this is therapy too, I mean just, you know, talking talking on a podcast like this. So that happened. Um, all right, you want to go into something a little bit lighter? Okay, all right. Uh, this is kind of funny. I helped my dad with a light fixture over this uh, this past weekend. <laughs> it's like, I... I, I he told me, he said, hey, I need your help fixing this this light in the attic. I don't know what happened. It's on a chain, a pull chain. Um, the chain came out of the thing, and now the light will not turn on or off. I can't, I, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know how to fix it. And so I said, okay, well, I'll come over. We'll figure it out together. So I did, and, and we were up in the attic with flashlights looking at this thing. And I'm literally, I do the, what I do in in... In 2021, I, I look up on YouTube how to fix this thing. And I'm literally, like, standing in my father's attic uh, next to this light fixture, like, with my phone in my hand, like, watching a, a gentleman give, like, a five-and-a-half-minute tutorial on how to fix, like, a ceramic light fixture. And I explained to my dad, it was like, you know what, Dad, um, I'm going to try to fix it. If I can't, though, I think we just need to buy a whole new light fixture. So I did. I, I, I basically took the thing apart and tried to figure out how the the pull chain went into the thing. And it's it it was busted. It was literally like there was no repairing it. And I said, you're going to need a new light fixture. And he said, OK. He said, well, you know, we let's not do it today. Why don't you if you go and pick up the part uh, and then come back next weekend and uh, and we'll put it together. And I said, OK. So so on my way home from my father's house, I stopped at a the big orange box, let's just call it that, okay? Because I don't like to promote that place. You know, you know what, I don't want to get into it. Their, their leader gave a lot of money to the people that I, I don't care for. Um, I'll just say that. But sometimes you got to go where you got to go. So I, I went to the big orange box 
and I picked up uh, a new light fixture, a new ceramic uh, light fixture. I, I basically took a picture of it uh, to show my father that I got it, put it in my car, and uh, he said, "Anytime you have any, anytime you have uh, this weekend, meaning this 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 weekend that that just went by." Let me know, come by, and uh, and help me fix it. And I said, okay. So it was Saturday afternoon. I, I'd helped my mom out with some things, and I was leaving her house, and I texted my father and said, hey, I'm going to go home and have lunch, and then I'll, I'll come over. And he said, okay, no problem. So so that's exactly what I did. I went home, and I had lunch, and then I drove to my father's house. House? Excuse me, health. <laughs> I drove to my father's house, and... Uh, and uh, I said, here's the fixture. And he said, okay, let's go take a look at it. He said, but before we do, let's go shut down all the power because I don't want you getting electrocuted. I said, okay, great. So we went down into the basement to his electric panel. And uh, he had it all labeled. And he was uh, went, went ahead clicking the switches, you know, shutting off everything that said upstairs, right? And uh, then we went upstairs and we literally tried all the, the light switches to make sure all the lights were off. Like, yeah, and they were. All the lights were off in, in the bedrooms upstairs, the bathroom upstairs, etc., etc. And then so we opened up the uh, we opened up the ladder for the attic and, uh, and he and I went up into the attic. And I began taking apart the light fixtures. We had the tools and the new kit and everything. And I was following the instructions from the gentleman on YouTube. And... Uh, and uh, I got, I got, I, I, I disconnected the old one, no problem. And then I started connecting the new one, you know, that had the working pull chain in it. So I, I put it in. I get, I get, you know, I get half of it screwed in, meaning like a, one of the two screws, like the negative or the positive, whatever the hell it was. And then I, <laughs> then I start putting in the other one, and, boom, just like that, and a blue light flashed, and like I didn't jump or anything like that, and I just said, what the f. <laughs> But I didn't say F. I said the word, you know. I said, what the F? <laughs> and my dad was just looking at me and I said, I'm okay. Because my dad didn't say anything. I know he's, he said, well, I'm glad you're okay. You know, he cares, but he didn't say, like, are you okay? Just like looking at me. <laughs> and I said, I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I think I was more saying it like for my own sake, like telling myself, you're okay. You're okay. You didn't get, you didn't get zapped. And I said, what was that? And he said, I thought we turned off everything. And I said, yeah. And I said, I watched you. We walked around. We did the whole thing. I said, I don't know. I said, is there just like, is there just like, like, I don't know anything about electricity, man. And, and I, like, I'd be like, was there just extra power running around <laughs> cables, like in the wires? I don't know, man. And I said, I, I said, I'm just going to be really careful. And he's just like, okay. And so, <laughs> so, so I was, man. And I'm, I'm not wearing gloves or anything like that. And, you know, I've, I've got the thing in my hand and the wires are, you know, coming out of the thing and I'm like connecting everything again and I'm screwing in the other side and I'm being real careful not to touch any of the metal with my hands, you know, and I'm, I'm screwing it in and I, and I, and I put the whole thing back into, into the wall and I, I screw it into the wall, this, this ceramic fixture and, uh, dad hands me the new light bulb and I put a new light bulb in it. So we know this, you know, it's not going to be the light bulb if the light bulb is the problem. And uh, I pulled the chain, and the thing goes, <laughs> the thing goes on right there. And uh, we're both like, "Holy crap!" And I said, "Holy crap! Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, I'm happy it works, but I'm lucky I didn't die. <laughs> and I don't know if I like would have died, but I gotta imagine that getting like getting jolted from that would have sucked. And uh, and uh, like falling down the open the open attic door." you know, you know, would have sucked for sure <laughs> falling down the ladder. 
regardless. It worked. I was happy. Dad was happy. I was happy I didn't die. And uh, and that was that. That was something else. Um, yeah, so that happened. Uh, I'll tell you another little story. This is another fun one. I, uh, I did some food shopping that same day. I had to go get some things from the grocery store. And, um, and well, <laughs> all right, look, I, I live in New England, okay, uh, if you don't know, and I don't know how it is in other parts of this country. For all I know, in other parts of this country, this may be very common, okay, I'll just say that. But in going up and down the aisles, I saw a woman, <laughs> with a shirt, black shirt and red, white, and blue writing on the front. And on the shirt, it said, don't blame me, I voted for Trump. I hate saying that, that P-O-S's name. And uh, I, you know I don't like to say it on the show, but I, I, I'm not going to be cryptic because I know that can be confusing. Don't blame me, I voted for Trump. And I wanted to scream at her. <laughs> <laughs> and I also thought, like, what, like, like, you, you, you should say something. Like, I really, like, like, in my, like, part of my brain is like, you should say something. And I'm thinking, like, what am I going to say? Well, like, I, oh yeah, well, well, I won't blame you because the right person won, and thank God we don't have to deal with another four years of that uh, absolute lunacy of an administration. You know, like, I don't know what I say. And I thought, like, I could just picture myself screaming at this woman. And then what? And then I get thrown out of out of the supermarket, and I'm I have to call my wife from the parking lot saying, "I'm sorry, I couldn't pick up the white pepper that you wanted me to pick up because because I am no longer allowed at the supermarket anymore. I'm no longer they won't let me into the Piggly Wiggly anymore because why, Andy? Well, because I yelled at a woman wearing a Trump shirt. No, I, I'm not that person. And the thing that like the thing that made me mad was like like the fact that it got me so mad. Just to see her in this shirt, like, made me, like, like irritated me. And then I got angry on top of that because I'm like, that shouldn't make me angry. You know what I mean? I should be an adult and just be able to, like, you know, function and walk around in, in, in the world and not not get preoccupied with this or, 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 or get incensed because somebody decides they want to wear this garment that proudly proclaims their love of a fascist uh, uh, um, monster. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I didn't say anything. Okay, I didn't. Uh, you know, and I didn't. I, the woman probably doesn't even know I saw her. You know what I mean? I'm literally just walking up and down the aisle, and it's not like I stopped and stared or shook my head or went, tsk, 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 in shame. No, I'm not that person. You know? I was, you know, I, but but it did bother me. You know? It did bother me, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just... I don't know what it is. You, you never saw that in previous years. Maybe you see, like, a bumper sticker. You know what I mean? Don't blame me. I voted for the other guy. <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know, in previous years. But you never see see that. Merchandise. <laughs> for the candidate who lost. Come on, man. Unreal, man. Okay. Uh... You want to hear about a movie I saw? Uh, a weird movie? I saw... I say it's a weird movie. I guess it's... I shouldn't say weird. It was very different, okay? And you've probably already seen it. And I... 
I had been dying to see it since I'd heard about it three years ago when it first came out. And I just thought to myself, I'll eventually get to it. This would be like the this will be this thing that eventually I I, I stumble upon again. And uh, at th when I when I find it again, I will watch it as uh, as I missed it completely when it came through uh, three years ago. And this movie is called Mandy from 2018. Nicolas Cage movie, okay? All right. Y you know Nicolas Cage? Yeah, of course you do. Um, okay. So I uh, 2018, this movie Mandy comes out. There's a lot of buzz about it, how it's very, like, Nicolas Cage is amazing in it. And it's this film is unlike anything else, and uh, it's a revenge tale. And uh, and what had happened was I I'd happened to be looking through Hoopla, which is uh, which is this library app that allows you to take uh, take films out through the library, you know, and you get three a month. And and it's not just Hoopla; it's not just that. Hoopla is music. I got the new Remy Wolf album, Juno. I was able to listen to that for a week. Uh, through this uh, app, and, and by the way, Remy Wolf Juno, great album, holy moly, great album, if you check it out, if you love like pop slash R&B slash hip-hop, oh my god, check out Remy Wolf uh, Juno, a lot of, a lot of fun, just like a fun, fun listen, anyway, so I, I, I took that one out, but in going through the films, I said, oh, I got two more, two more, two more selections I can make, you know, for the month of November, I should see what they have for films, and I start scrolling through, and I find Mandy, and, uh, and I think like to myself, yes, that's that's what I'm watching because I haven't seen it yet and I'm dying to. And it was it was everything I could hope for. It was the most heavy metal movie I'd ever seen. And I I you you're probably saying to yourself, what the hell does that mean? It means like it means like here's what I mean by that, okay? Um picture like picture like like a heavy metal album cover, right? Right. Or picture like heavy metal band's name. Right. That's how the movie was presented. That like, you know, that like, have you seen like the black metal uh, um, band logos? You know how they look like, um, I don't know, man, they, they sort of look like they look like tree roots or something. Right. That's how the <laughs> that's how the movie's logo looked in the film, which, by the way, showed up about I didn't show up until I think about like uh, two thirds of the way into the film. I, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I'll tell you this. Okay, takes place in the 1980s. Nicolas Cage and uh, his love. I, I say his love because I, I don't know if it was ever stated whether or not they were even married. Uh, Mandy have this idyllic uh, romantic relationship and they're very into each other and they live out in the woods. It looks like it, looks like it could be somewhere in the Northwest. I think he's a logger. And again, you know it's in the 1980s because... At, at one point, he's uh, he's listening to the radio broadcast, and it's Ronald Ronald Reagan talking about how like awful pornography is. <laughs> you know, and he just like shuts off the radio in disgust. You know, and uh, and anyways, okay. So what happens is he's he's a logger. He lives his his love Mandy works at some kind of convenience store, and she's a, an excellent artist. She's this wonderful artist. They've got this beautiful little life together where he works and then uh, comes home to her and she works and comes home to him. And uh, it, it's wonderful, right? And and then one day, these cult members are driving through town, right? And the leader of the cult, this guy named Jeremiah, sees Mandy through the window of their truck and decides he needs to have her, 
Okay. Okay. I'm not again. I'm not going to go into anything too much. Like I'll tell you what, as much as you can probably gather from the from the um, the trailer, and it's it's that that Mandy is taken by the cult, right? Um, and Nicolas Cage needs to get his revenge on these people who forcibly took Mandy away from him. Okay. And I know you're thinking, you're thinking, like, that doesn't sound that interesting. No, no, you, you've got to see it to understand, like, why it's so interesting. First of all, the look of this thing is absolutely beautiful. Like, the, the cinematography is just gorgeous. And not only that, it's like, it's like Nicolas Cage, when he, when he is devastated, when, when, when events occur that, that just, just tear him down and he has to pick himself back up it's just it's like so visceral you know and then when he's like when there's that whole montage of like basically like the guy getting ready to go out and 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 get revenge on these horrible people when you see him do this you're just like holy crap you're like oh my god he is gonna kick so much ass <laughs> and and when it when it happens you're like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean man Man, I'll, man, I'll tell you something, man. There's something about revenge, man. I just think about revenge sometimes, about the people who wronged me, and I just like, you know, I just like, yeah, I want revenge. I want it. <laughs> man, revenge is powerful, man. Revenge is like, you know what I mean, man? It's, you know, they say, oh, revenge is sweet. Yeah, it is sweet, man. It is wonderful. Like, you can't get enough of it. You think about it, man. You think about the people who have done awful things to you in your life, you know? You know, regardless of when it happened, and just imagine getting back at them. I just fantasize sometimes, man. I fantasize sometimes, and I'm not going to mention any names. I'll just say they're people that are a lot, lot more powerful than myself, okay? Uh, that have wronged me in life, and uh, I don't know if I'll ever get revenge. I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm motivated by trying to get revenge. I just know that, like, the thought of getting back to these people in power who wronged me is exhilarating. It's wonderful. One day I'm going to write a great revenge novel. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I am going to make this character just just tear this character down. This this main character just have this character's life just I almost said that for it again. <laughs> just absolutely devastated by horrible people in power. And then have this character have this character go away, you know, and then pick up some power, right? And then come back and just decimate. You know what I mean? You know what I love, man? I'll tell you this. And uh, this is this is book, this book, like, perfectly, it, it, it perfectly, it's, it's a perfect encapsulation of revenge, man. Wuthering Heights. You ever read Wuthering Heights? You know, that, that that character, Heathcliff, is just like, he's wronged. He's adopted by this, this family, and the brother just treats him terribly. And the woman that he loves just, just wants, goes off and marries a much more, you know, rich, wealthy person. And, and, and. And he knows that 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 she loves him and that he loves her and they belong together. But she's she's too she's too she's seduced by wealth and power and and goes to that instead. So he says, "Well, I'm gonna go away, but I'm gonna come back 
And when I do, I'm going to get revenge on you and you and your children. And I'm going to live long enough to get revenge on your children's children. And, like, and dude, and he does. And it's like, it's magnificent. And to think about, to think about the fact that this book was written by this woman, you know, one of the Bronte sisters, right? Who lived on this little street in England. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think she even got to her 30s before she died from, like, drinking dirty water. You know, and this is the 1800s, obviously, in England, right? I think 1800s. Um, and uh, this woman's life was just, like, her and her sisters and her mom and dad and just, like, making her way down the street and then back again. That was, like, her, her whole worldview. But she came up with this whole story. It basically, you, you think, like, how the hell did that happen? And But thank God it did because... It's it's a it's an amazing story. It's inc Wuthering Heights is incredible. It's it's incredible. And for like anybody reading that, who's ever had been wronged in life and has just wanted revenge, it is that book is like it's just like give it to me, give me the candy, give it, give me the sweetness, bring that sweetness on. And you watch, you watch, he you watch Heathcliff just decimating these lives, and just saying like, wow, that was a lot. He's not done. Next generation comes along decimated, right? Damn, man, that's beautiful. Woo! Oh, just thinking about it now is exhilarating. <laughs> yes! Yes. Will I ever get my revenge? Maybe. Maybe not. But uh, regardless, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And... And when I get my revenge, I'll tell you this, this is, this is called a, uh, callback. When I get my revenge, I'm not gonna come look at, hey everybody, I got my revenge, how great am I? <laughs> I won't look for that. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be alright in my own, in my own mind. I'll be able to, hey Andy, good job on that revenge. Thanks Andy. Do you need that adulation from everybody else? No! Because my, I learned, I paid attention in therapy, and I'm okay with just, just uh, accepting uh, and giving myself praise. I don't need praise from anybody else, Andy. Good job, Andy. You really learned from therapy. Thanks. It cost me a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of years. Yeah, well, it worked, though. Didn't it pay off? Didn't it pay off, Andy? Yeah, it sure did. What the hell episode of the podcast is this? I don't even know. I'm done talking. This is... I, oh, my God. Thank you for listening. <sighs> this has been episode 198 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.